For the Financial Times in Delhi, I'm Jyotsna Singh and this is FT News. Last week, a prominent Indian journalist and staunch critic of Hindu nationalist politics, Gauri Lankesh, was shot dead outside her residence in Bangalore. The motive behind the killing is not yet known, but the murder has sent shockwaves across the media industry. The FT's South Asia Bureau Chief, Amy Kasman, joins me to tell the story and to discuss why this is causing concern on the nature of civil and political discourse in India. Amy, first tell me about Gauri Lankesh and why has her murder caused such a great shock and anger? It's not that Gauri Lankesh is the first journalist ever shot and killed in India. In fact, since 1992, at least 40 journalists have been killed, although many of their deaths remain unsolved. It's not really sure that they were killed for their work. But most of these journalists have been killed in very small towns. They have been writing for vernacular language newspapers. They're not very well connected. And in some cases, they're challenging very powerful vested financial interests in their communities. So there are big bucks at stake. And when they start muckraking, the powerful mafia bosses remove them. What makes the killing of Gordi Lankesh so different is that she was a journalist who had been writing in English for national publications. She had written for some of India's most prominent publications, India Today and the Times of India. She had been writing in English. So she was very well connected with like the power elites of Indian journalism. And she was shot not in a backward small town, which can often be seen as a bit like the Wild West, but she was shot on her front porch in Bangalore, which is the hub of India's IT industry, one of its biggest cities, seen as a civilized place. She was gunned down. There's no mistake that it was a crime gone wrong. They apparently waited for her. They shot her down as she was opening her door after coming home from war. It's also important to note that she was the daughter of a very prominent writer in the state of Karnataka. He was a Kannadaka language writer, P. Lankesh. He himself was a muckraking journalist. So she was very well placed in society and she was plugged into the most elite publications. And yet whoever did it had no hesitation to mow her down. And I think that has just really dismayed so many people who feel that if they can take down Gori Lankesh, whoever they are, nobody is safe. Her death has provoked extreme reactions from within the local media and some are blaming it on her leftist ideological agenda and political activism. What do you make of that? Gauri Lankesh had become a fierce critic of the BJP, India's ruling party, and the forces that are behind it, which are really conservative right-wing forces that believe that minorities and people who aren't Hindus kind of live in India on sufferance and should be forced to adhere to Hindu cultural norms if they want to stay here. There's a lot of marginalization of Muslims. Gauri Lankesh was a fierce critic of all of that. She was the founder of an organization called Communal Harmony Forum, which was attempting to document incidents of communal tensions and and what was happening. She was fiercely critical of moral policing by the right-wing forces. She had become very, very outspoken in the later years of her life. She was a kind of a crusading journalist, not just reporting the facts, but really taking a strong stand on the facts. And 
there is a feeling that it is because of her strong and vociferous and tireless criticism of the right-wing forces that she was killed. Of course, there's no proof of this yet. The police are investigating. But I think within the journalist community, there is this strong assumption that that is what lay behind her death. And it has absolutely just dismayed people who think that this is not just a killing against her, but it is an attempt to send a warning to every journalist that if you take a stand and if you complain too loudly and if you are too strident and if you are too far against the kind of right-wing Hindu dispensation, that this too could be your fate. So people have really interpreted it as a message to the entire journalist community and an attempt to intimidate the media, an attempt to keep the media in its place and show the media its place. All political Political parties, including the ruling Bharatiya Janata Party, have denounced the killing of Gauri Lankesh. But why is pressure piling up on social media for Prime Minister Narendra Modi to unfollow the abusive trolls who go after anybody, be it journalists or academics, who happen to disagree or question the government or its policies? In the aftermath of Gauri Lankesh's killing, What was so disturbing to see is how some people from the media and from the, you know, who and some right-wing groups actually came out and started celebrating her death, saying things on Twitter that she had it coming to her. And there was one disturbing tweet which said, finally her deeds have come to haunt her. Amen. I mean, this is just so hateful and vitriolic and disturbing that anybody could celebrate the death of another human being, even if it was a human being that they really disagreed with politically. And to kind of suggest that because she had opposing views to the ruling dispensation, that her killing was somehow justified, it's beyond disturbing. It's absolutely unnerving. So there was a lot of this. And then really the BJP was forced, I think, to come out and publicly denounce the killing. And not only were they forced to come out and denounce the killing, one minister was forced to come out and denounce these open BJP supporters who were celebrating the killing and to say, this is not our culture. This is against Indian values. I denounce the those people who are celebrating her death. So I think this killing has opened up a lot of debate about the kind of the nature of what's going on in the Indian social media space where people are celebrating blood-curdling murder as if it's she had it coming because they disagree with her politically. So it's really a reflection of the total breakdown of civil political discourse in this society. The debate around the Prime Minister and who the Prime Minister Modi follows on Twitter is an important element of that. It's been documented in a book called I Am a Troll about the way that the BJP has a very active social media army, which is deployed to kind of fill the social media space, sometimes with positive messages, um, praising the Prime Minister, praising his programs, praising everything that he does, and at other times kind of piling onto those who are critics of the government. There are some accounts which are known for being extremely vitriolic, for making death threats and rape threats against journalists who disagree with them. And many of these individuals are followed by Prime Minister Modi. So now a debate has emerged. Should Prime Minister Modi be following people that are 
making death threats to others on Twitter. And is this appropriate? Because those who are followed by Prime Minister Modi, who are from this camp, often boast, proud to be followed by Prime Minister Modi. Many people are reading this as a suggestion that Modi himself is endorsing their kind of vitriolic venom that they spew on Twitter. Increasingly, people are questioning why is he following individuals who are spewing death threats to others or celebrating gory murders? And is this an endorsement? And is this a dog whistle politics where he's silently giving his approval? Now, there's an increasing focus in the wake of this killing on who exactly Modi follows, what kinds of things they're spouting on Twitter. The BJP has come out to say just because Modi follows them, it doesn't mean he's endorsing what they have to say. But then the question is, why is he following them? What is his purpose in following them? Boasting that he's following them. In fact, he had some function where he he, you know, praised social media influencers, and many of them were these very, very abusive individuals on Twitter. So what are the signals that are being sent by that? What is the meaning of this? That is what people are starting to debate now, and many people are saying it is inappropriate for the leader of a country to be following people who are violently, verbally abusing others on social media. And I think there will be more debate about what is the nature of political discourse in India? And is this healthy for the state of Indian democracy? Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.